Welcome to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin and LC. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I'm blessed. Blessed as always. How about you? Yeah, same here, man. Same here. Well, uh, I know um, last week uh, we had the interlude that I was able to be a part of uh, mm-hmm. for the first time dropped last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of funny, too, because it was definitely a very challenging uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, task to complete that five-minute Friday because it was just like so much information that I really thought, you know, believed that God wanted me to share. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was also challenged by the context of describing that walking on water experience with Peter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, frankly, the type of experiences that we all deal with and not realize or not, you know, so honestly, but the the conversations that, you know, I'm looking forward to have with you today is really to bring about what that really means in full context, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to know for you, you know, from what your perception of the interlude was, of what's the point, you know, how how was your your thoughts on, like, could you share some of your takeaways? Yeah, before I even go into takeaways, um, and this might just be the nice segue into it, I really appreciate the context of you sharing the difficulty to record, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I say that because... You and I were not recording three months ago, right? This is new to us. Yeah, we talked about it. We we loosely planned for it, but we weren't recording. And as we did, we started to live this whole juxtaposition thing, right? It's mm-hmm. not something we're just talking about. We're experiencing it. So it's cool that when you get to walk on water, as you and I are doing, very similarly, at least in the context of this podcast, we are able, when we do go through that process, right? When we don't give up, we're able to come out refined with rich perspective. And I think that is something that we can really uncover within this episode today and and hopefully allow you guys to, again, not just hear an episode that's good, but find a way to connect yourself to this episode so that you too can experience the rich perspective, the wisdom, the just the the love and experience of God in the flesh. But um, but yeah, I, I I truly enjoyed you leading that interlude, and we have more to come. They'll look different, but I uh, really really enjoyed that, and it really made me think about how much we really need God to broaden our perspective and our overall understanding of this thing called life. You know, yeah. people yeah. who aren't in the faith or people who aren't overtly Christian, they typically rely on things like luck to get them what they want or to get through rough patches in life. People who then, you know, have started the process of developing their Christianity and understanding faith. They have a form of godliness, but they haven't yet grown into the wisdom or knowledge of God. They may rely on statements like, oh, trust God, have faith. And they'll, right. they'll have those statements or they'll say those things without any other substance that actually translates those words into Mm. something that is actually tangible to actually really experience, to get you from one place to another, to get you from one side of the fight to the other side, for lack of better words. Um, And lastly, Christians who are experiencing the pruning, the disciplining, those who are continually having their faith refined and who are leaning into the fight, we completely acknowledge that we are simply stewards 
of this thing called life and everything that's within it. And we realize that God is the owner. He's the owner of us, our lives, everything else in between. And with that said, those of us, you know, who understand and live the stewardship principle, we're wise enough to not even dwell or delve into some of those questions that your average person asks. So back yeah. to the overall essence of, of your interlude, what's the point? I've learned that or your that interlude made me realize that I have learned rather than asking what's the point. I've become humbled and I find myself asking, God, what are you trying to show me? Right. Mm, I know life isn't a random handful of coincidences. And I know that God has planned my future before I lived it and that his goal is to prepare me for that future. So I've learned to be very intentional to do things that continue to support my awareness of God being real. And, and, right. and being really right. a part of the details of my life. So with that said, I'm able to walk away from that interlude and acknowledge the what acknowledge those what the point moments and, yeah. and realize that those help me understand that I have lack of faith in certain areas or my flesh is too pronounced in certain areas. And with action and intentionality, there is an opportunity for growth so that I don't continue to live in that cycle of what's the point and then eventually be able to be a Peter, even if I do fail, be a Peter right. who takes that leap of faith and walks on water. Man, and, and I love that one of those last points that you made, how you juxtapose your current situations by asking that question. God, what are you trying to show me? And right. transparently, that takes a, a, a element of maturity, right? Because mm-hmm. that that's very self-reflective. And and personally, I can remember just in my past life when I had those moments of action. What's the point? Like most of my memories kind of go back to very stressful situations, like mm-hmm. when I was you know in the military or you know just any job I had, feeling like overlooked or misunderstood, uh, having stupid fights and conflicts with you know whether it's family members or my spouse, like. The more that I, I I think about how I used to feel mm-hmm. during those times, I used to feel like you I was underwater. And I think for the most mm-hmm. part, the audience, when you guys think about your what's the point moment in life, like I'm pretty sure like me, it felt and probably feels suffocating, right? Mm-hmm. When you're asking yourself, what's the point? Uh, so again, you know, just like I said in the interlude, I believe the story of Peter was really to showcase our humanity right but Mm -hmm. also god's love in spite of it all right and Mm -hmm. in order for us to really take that as you know really appreciating that fact i think we have to first be humble to understand how much we're not in control situation god allows us to experience right and even Mm -hmm. when i think about the what's the point like before peter has had his experience like, all he did was ask God, if it's really you, tell me to come, mm-hmm. right? And God said, come. He never asked God, hey, what am I going to experience mm-hmm. when I do come to you, right? That part was left out. So, I, like, and I said, I'll say, I think about uh, Ecclesiastics, uh, chapter 3, uh, verse, this is going to be kind of a lengthy one. This is going to be verse 2 uh, through 11, so bear with me. Excuse me, verse 1 through 11, so bear with me mm-hmm. uh, on this, but... I think this really speaks to certain situations or experiences we have in the timing of everything. So Ecclesiastes 3, starting at verse 1, says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant 
and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden of God has placed on all of us, yet God has made everything beautiful for his own time. He has planted eternity in the heart of in the, in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Mm. So real quick, and I know I said a lot there, so please go back and read that for yourself if, if you can. Again, Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 through 11, but going back to verse 1, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. If this is the, the case and we all believe what I just read is true, then why do we even ask questions like, what's the point, mm. right? If we're operating in a state of connecting the dots of why we need to stay with our eyes fixated on Jesus. And again, when I say our eyes fixated, that's our trust. That's mm -hmm. our understanding that relationship, you know, during those walking on water experiences, you know, why is it that when the wind blows and the waves begin to surge, why is it then that we begin to mm -hmm. ask, what's the point, right? And I want to be clear, and I got this from, from Prophet Lovey, bro, the other day. Mm -hmm. You know, he hit this point that I thought was pretty, you know, we don't really talk about. God doesn't mind us asking questions. True. Yeah, I, I think transparently, again, if you have a relationship with somebody, they're going to expect you to ask certain questions. But I, I think at the same time, we may ask that questions, but we got to be mm -hmm. cognizant of our heart posture, right? Facts. So. One one example I would like to use of why I believe we can ask God certain questions when we're having our walking on water experiences. Let's look at Jesus real quick. In um, Matthew chapter 26, verse 37 through 39. This is Jesus. Uh, you know, he had took Peter and two sons, a Zebedee, along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. This is Jesus feeling sorrowful and troubled. Then he said, to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep and keep watch with me. So I just kind of want to stop there. This is Jesus, born of God Himself, who is able to articulate that at this moment, before going to the cross, that He is overwhelmed. He has literally the point of death feels like it's upon him, and He's asking His friends, His other witnesses, just to stay near Him as He goes through this experience. So moving on to verse 39, going a little further, he fell on his face to, uh, fell on his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me yet, not as I will, as, as I will, but as you will. And I really want to highlight that Jesus had that opportunity where he could have said, what was the point? Mm -hmm. But that wasn't necessarily his question. His question was, God, if you could take this cup from me, that I'm, I don't want to necessarily have this experience. Mm -hmm. But if it is your will, I, I, I'll go along with it, right? So 
when we ask the question, our humanity, because again, Jesus was displaying somebody that was in sorrow, somebody that was about to go through some pain and, and suffering. He had to ask a question. And even with him asking a question, I think, Justin, from a Jesus perspective, we see one of the first more critical aspects of juxtaposing a situation mm-hmm. that he was experiencing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so when we ask, what's the point? That's not, in my opinion, it's not a question for God. Mm. I think that's a question for our pride, mm. right? Which again, when we operate in our pride, that causes us to sink, just like Peter did. Mm. And what I mean by sink, I mean sink out of our purpose. You know, how are we supposed to operate showcasing God's glory into our lives in front of others and other witnesses, but we're unable to really deal with it? We we, we don't like it, right? Because what we don't realize is that our pride allows us to think that the party is about us. Mm. And, and it really isn't, right? This is not about you. Right. And this is why we need faith to be grounded in our walking experiences with Jesus. And, and lastly, on that point, I just want to take this real quick uh, to James uh, chapter, it's going to be James chapter one, verse two through six, excuse me, verse two through eight. It says, dear brothers and sisters, and I know I've gone through the scripture before, but I, I love how it keeps coming up. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask... Let me say this again. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone, not your husband, not your job, not your kids. God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave in the sea that is blown and tossed in the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and in the world Mm. and they will be unstable in everything Mm. so bro i'll just end with that one by saying we got to be careful of what we ask for but more importantly how we respond to when we get what we ask for i want to go back to an example that i used in a previous podcast around very successful people who have trainers Um, I mean, those of you who are listening to my voice, I mean, so I I was doing some research while you were talking and I don't want to source this, um, you know, well, it's a good faith media. You can look it up online, but I I was seeing a few other sources that were corroborating or supporting this fact. And basically as of 2022, about 77% of us adults had a Bible. Um, but the, the percentage of adults who are Bible users, people who read the Bible on their own outside of church, um, outside of a church setting is at least three to, to four times a year. Again, so people who read the Bible on their own outside of church, they're reading their Bible about three to four times a year. Yikes. Um, and that dropped 11 percentage points to 39% in 2022. What we are talking about, it literally requires due diligence, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so like if you're, 
light bill is like overdue and, you know, or said a better way, if your light bill, if your lights just cut off and you realize like, oh, wow, I didn't do my due diligence to pay the bill. Or if you're not doing preventative maintenance on your vehicle, let alone your, your, your body, you know, you're going to experience things that you just didn't have to, right? It's normal to mm -hmm. just like eat what I want, drink what I want, do what I want to do. That's like normal, right? That's what my body wants. But by doing what's normal and by doing what my body wants, there's a consequence to that. And the, 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 this whole thing, you know, Christianity and, and part of the faith is around renewing your mind. That comes by being intentionally in the word. And even if you're in the word, and this is why LC and I are like using different translations to make things make sense uh, in the most layman terms. Make sure it's making sense to you what you're doing and you're seeing results yeah. more than anything. I want to emphasize, make sure you're seeing results more than anything. So very long-winded way to say, um, and can hopefully connect the dot back to what you were saying, you know, Elsie, I really believe we have a lot of these what's the point moments and a lot of these questions and lack of faith and a lot of other things that are that are leading our life. I think we have those moments because we believe what we see more than we and what excuse me, we believe what we see more than what we know. Right. Mm -hmm. And I believe mm -hmm. we see or I believe we believe what we see more than what we, than what we know, because in part our knowledge in many cases is limited or even yeah. flat out flawed. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning of the pandemic, to use a personal experience, at the beginning of the pandemic, I had to ask myself a very honest question, right? At that point, like a lot of us Christians, we were like, oh yeah, the world is ending. Jesus is about yeah. to come back. Like it's, it's, it's real. Like, so I, rep, I, I yeah. too thought it was real. And I'm like, you know, in my word even more and doing things even more. Like I, that's, I just took it up, you know, another level. And, I had to really ask myself an honest question. I was like, the God that I claim I serve, the God I claim I love, how isn't how is it that I don't know about Him, right? Like, mm. how, how, uh, how how do I not know mm. much about what happens after death? Not to mention mm. this, not to mention this rapture thing that people talk about, and even right. heaven. What does that right. look like? What like right? And and if you are on the call or not on the call, but if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> it, it's the business meetings, you just get stuck in it. If you are listening to this, I mean, keep in mind, I, at this time, I was a whole 30 year old man, grew up in the church, attended church, served in church. And your brother's knowledge was worth a good two dollars and 50 cents. <laughs> if you have those same questions. That leads you to realize why you're still having the same cycle of what the point moments. And don't get me wrong, a brother, I genuinely loved Christ. I had crazy faith for some aggressive battles that I had to fight in life, let alone fight it, uh, fight them alone. Um, but because of my choice to be a convenient Christian or a cherry picking Christian, one that takes passages from scriptures that matter to me while overlooking the rest. Because of that, I was not able to experience the God who now allows me to live with rich perspective. I'm able to now look at my life and everything in it 
the good and the bad, especially those inconvenient, pesky situations, and I'm able to maintain the proper perspective, not because I'm Justin Caesar the Great, who who, who was born with this and that. No, like, I too have my moments of doubt, my moments of fear, my moments of anxiety, and I have learned those moments keep me humble, right? Yeah, they show me yeah. where I'm weak. Just imagine you or, or myself with no issues. That would be pretty scary. I wouldn't really need Jesus <laughs> at that point. Yeah. But nevertheless, you know, that perspective that I'm able to cultivate is able to combat my humanity or juxtapose my humanity and remind me how much I can trust this God more than anything else in my life. We tend to not see God because we are focusing on our problems, which yes. lead to what is the point moments. We don't mm -hmm. tell our problems about our God. We tell our God about, excuse me, we don't, yeah, no, I said it right. We don't tell our problems about our God. We tell our God about our problems. Let me say that one more mm -hmm. time. We do not tell our problems who our God is, what we serve, what we believe, what we know he can do. We that tell part. our God Oh, I'm dealing with this and I'm struggling and blah, 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 blah. When he has given us dominion, when he has given mm. us power. So I want to quickly turn us to Job. I won't delve too deep into this because I know, Elsie, we will be talking a little bit more about Job a little <laughs> yes, bit sir. Um, yes, sir. in one of these episodes. But I want to direct your attention to Job 38. And again, you probably know a bit about Job and his story. God allowed Satan to intervene in his plans, his life, his health. Um, and Job found himself, you know, kind of dealing with some friends who were pretty difficult and, and, and you know, didn't necessarily think he was right around being righteous. They thought he did something to deserve the wrath and everything he was experiencing. So eventually Job, sp uh, Job spiraled and, and, and had some really aggressive questions towards God, right? Um, and his questions weren't you know, those good, humble questions. They were more of the what's the point questions. Mm. And in, thir in Job 38, verse 2, um, this is the Lord responding to Job after a series of events and conversations. He says, who are you? Job 38, verse 2, who are you to question my wisdom with your ignorant, empty words? Mm. Now stand up straight and answer the questions I ask you. Were you there when I made the world? If you know so much about it, Excuse me. If you know so much, tell me about it. Who decided how large it would be? Who stretched the measuring line over it? Do you mm. know all the answers? What holds, verse 6, what holds up the pillars that support the earth? Who laid down the cornerstone of the world? Mm. And I'll start stop there. It's it's just like it, it, it it's mind-boggling how humanity fools us, right? Like, we mm -hmm. can't explain gravity. I mean, we may have a basic understanding of things like gravity, but, like, we can't explain this world, right? Like, we can nah. try to use our scientific textbooks to talk about the Big Bang Theory, but, like, we're, we still don't know how to, like, fully articulate this, sure. this, this life thing. But, we, but with us not articulating and understanding, why would we ever think we have the right to question or mm. put ourselves in position of being the Lord over these situations, meaning the, being the lead and the guide of these situations? It just and, you know, you eventually to, to come to the point of, of, of having this rich, rich perspective, you have to lose yourself. You have to realize I don't know it all. 
There, there's yes. obviously something I have been missing, which is why I said earlier on, Elsie, as it relates to your insulute, I had to get to the point where I was re- realizing, God, maybe I am missing something, right? Yeah. I had, yeah. To, I had to, I, I had to realize I was missing something. But nevertheless, back to Job, you know, again, his story was pretty tumultuous. His wife told him to curse God. His friends weren't on his side. And if you were like me, you would have had very similar questions to ask towards God as Job did to be completely honest. Um, But as I just read, God gave Job a very, very nice slice of humble pie. And we hear things about the concept about fearing God. Check out Psalms uh, 111 verse 10. I'll actually read it really quickly. Psalms 111 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. So, you know, this fear is not like being afraid of God, right? Um, It's to highlight that as we grow in knowledge, as we grow in understanding, and as we grow in wisdom, we have no choice but to come to this new level of wisdom, this new level of understanding that helps us allow, uh, helps us understand that we have no choice but to acknowledge this stewardship principle, right? That wife, those kids, that house, that nice little car, the company you work for, that bank account that you work so hard to build. If, if, if you can be honest with yourself, you didn't make any of those things in of yourself. God mm. connected the dots to open up doors mm. that led to that marriage. He gave you the health to allow you to be able to reproduce. He gave you the finances, the, 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 the physical capability to show up to that job, to have money to buy that property. He gave you the ability to have a sound mind to intelligently add value to that company you work for, let alone have enough value for your life. When we adjust our perspective, ladies and gentlemen, when we sincerely learn to have a reverence for this God, we learn to speak less in more ways Mm. than one, unless these words are laced with faith. Mm which in turn limits the what's the point moments or even Mm. those why me moments that you might remember we talked about. Mm -hmm. Now that I say that, I do have to acknowledge even how juvenile the statement is of what's the point, right? Like juvenile. Again, keep in mind, we are children of Christ, but we don't have to remain babes who are stuck in the same place dealing with the same toxic cycles, heavy questions, tumultuous moments until someone or something comes and picks us up to soothe us with a Mm. pacifier. And for us adults, we have pacifiers, but they look very different than those of babies. Our pacifiers do more harm despite the good that they may temporarily allow us to feel. Yeah. uh, And, and, Bro, going back to something you said earlier, this is you're literally defining that that worldly concept of being self-made. Right. And and even as you're talking about us being children, we don't have to be babes. Mm -hmm. Babes have this expectation that everything should go my way. Why don't I have my passy? Why don't I have my milk? Why don't I have my blankie? Like it's and when I don't get it, I have a temper tantrum. Like my parent, my parent wasn't there for me, right? All these different things. So and we don't understand. And it's something that you said earlier, bro, that we have a really just undisputed failing of our understanding of knowledge and wisdom. Like we really we just have it completely backwards. Right. And 
when things don't turn out the way that we hoped, that's how we find ourselves in the what's the point moment. Even as you said earlier, the why me, right? And, and again, family, in order for us to juxtapose this statement of what's the point, we must be prepared to be under, to be in a place that we're going to be aware of not only our purpose, but our purpose from the mindset of God. What what is what does He foresee within us? And again, to your point, Joe uh, Jay, like we can't be reading the Bible once to twice a year to figure out what this is going to be. Right? This right. is again developed relationship. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, to go to First uh, Peter uh, chapter five, uh, starting at verse two, it says, "Be shepherds of God's flock." So. And, and I'm going to pause here for a second. God's flock, that, that is your coworker, your spouse, mm. your children, the neighbor that annoys you across the street, the very rude mm. person that, that you had an interaction with at, at, at Kroger, like that, that's who the flock is. Mm-hmm. So be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain but or uh but eager to serve not lording it over to those who entrust you but being examples to the flock mm. and when the 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 chief shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away in the same way you who are younger submit yourselves to your elders all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Mm -hmm. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Mm -hmm. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Mm -hmm. There's just so much there, bro. There is. (laughs) to, To kind of break down just a little bit the... Serving aspect for one, I love how it illustrated. We have to one have a will, a will to be in this thing. Mm-hmm. This is if you're saying, "Oh, I know God called me to do this, but I'm going to drag my feet and complain about it." Please sit down, because you're you're not you're not you're not going to be manifesting anything of positivity of what God's trying to call you to do. So again, serving a cause that you didn't ask for, or better one, or better yet, a calling that you did ask for. Like for mm-hmm. example, I want to be someone's wife. But now that you're married, you can't stand your husband. You question everything that he de- that he decides. You undercut his decisions for the family. You regret that you even took the step of faith out of the boat to get married. And and, and to be clear, the main reason why that is because you don't really understand the purpose you should be serving in to start off with. Just like that person that prayed to be, get promoted, but their team that they got promoted to is sabotaging their efforts. Now they want to try to look for a transfer. Like sis, where's your faith, brother? Where's your faith? Right. Like, like when we don't step out the boat eagerly seeking the direction of God and his purpose for us and humbly asking, what are you trying to teach me for your glory? If we're not able to do that, oh, the frustrations I just talked about will be very real and mm-hmm. consistently prevalent. 
you know, it's funny because when you said the the comment around self-made, I didn't necessarily agree with that statement. Um, but as your words followed that initial statement, you know, I, I had to definitely acknowledge that we're often the ones who want to be in control of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So we, to the point of the marriage situation or the job promotion desire, like we make these decisions mm-hmm. in many cases without praying through through the decisions, asking God for wisdom or seeking wisdom and knowledge from people who've been there, who've done that, particularly those of which have the ability to provide spiritual wisdom, not just limited, flawed, earthly wisdom, um, like, oh, do this type of savings account. Like, I mean, the world can crash tomorrow, right? Like, so right. we need more than earthly wisdom, although earthly wisdom has benefits, but Um, You know, we make all these decisions and sometimes we even loosely build our lives. And then when things don't work out according to our desires, that again ushers in those what's the point feelings and moments and questions. Or, you know, we choose to not acknowledge the spirits, the stewardship principle, and we proclaim ourselves to be owners of our health, our beautifully orchestrated lives. And then when God comes in doing what God does best, knocking on our door, pruning us to allow us to bear more fruit or disciplining us because he loves us enough to keep us away from the very things that seek to destroy us. When God starts doing those things, we then don't have a capacity for him Mm. to be the lead or Lord of our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like the biggest issue. That's so normal. It's so culturally acceptable yet. uh, So damaging to our lives um, and our whole understanding of this Jesus thing, you know, so how could we ever expect to experience him, you know, um, and have some of those tough questions answered if we're not willing to go about this life the way he intended for us to to go about it. Right. So, yeah, I guess, you know, we've all been self-made at one point or another. The goal, again, just shouldn't be, um, you know, to stay there. To your latter point, it will take humility, but also submission to his will to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, hence asking again, maybe, Lord, maybe I'm missing something. What am I not seeing? Yeah. Yeah. And even to add to that point of what am I not seeing? I think for all of us, if we can reflect, if we find ourselves year after year, month after month, facing a very familiar storm, right? Mm-hmm. You, Those type of storms that you already know what the results are going to be, right? Because it always causes the same type of frustration, anxiety, depression. So I don't care if it's with your finances, disobedient children, you know, whatever it is, we must then ask ourselves, have we learned anything? From these experiences, Mm -hmm. have we ever humbly in our weakness cried out to God, help me because I'm lost? Or have we put ourselves in positions that, you know, because of our storms, we're now bitter. We're now, Mm -hmm. you know, we're justified in our anger. Or are we leading ourselves into having a mind that is wrapped in peace? laced in love Mm. right because that is the true representation of a juxtaposing your what's the point experiences and like i said in the interlude jesus didn't call peter to come to him as a trick right and and to and to make him look foolish in front of disciples he did it to showcase his love for him in front Mm. of other witnesses to empower their faith and knowledge in him Mm -hmm. so if i was to leave the audience with anything if i was leaving you guys with just something to hold on to If Jesus was only trying to showcase his love for Peter in his time of weakness, Mm -hmm. I think we should ask ourselves, do we make opportunity Mm -hmm. to step out the boat like Peter, 
for God to showcase his love in our lives when we're in our weak moments, right? Mm -hmm. Or are we spending that time complaining to our spouse about how things are still never going our way? Or maybe we're that guy that is isolating ourselves from the world because we got to self-heal, you know, always crying out again, what's the point, right? So it, it goes from looking at these things from a spiritual perspective versus lying to yourself perspective. Because again, if I was to look at Peter again, Peter only asks, God, tell me to come to you. He never asked about what he was going to experience during that journey. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, I don't even know if Jesus would have even answered him on that because that would have diluted the purpose of his faith of even walking. Right. Right. And, and, and what I'm excited about is that, you know, I pray over this podcast and I know you all will experience moments where you, the word or phrase juxtaposition or even the, the, the words outside of the phrase juxtaposition, they will hit you when you yeah. start to experience these moments. And just remind yourself that you have a choice to continue to do the same thing and experience the same outcome or to be a Peter and to, to, and to take that leap of faith. Um, you know, as I close, uh, I'll, I'll quote, a, I'll, I'll share a quote that mom Elsie used to always say to us. And it was um, a, a, a quote spoken by Albert Einstein. So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And mm. for the sake of this conversation, insanity may be a heavier word than needed, mm. but, I do want to acknowledge that this juxtaposition thing is not easy. It is not the most normal thing that comes top of mind. It is not even experienced by the masses. People's lives will look a little differently if, if they were. But, you know, if you just have the mustard seed of faith, very, very, very small dose of faith to believe that God loves you deeply enough uh, or, or, or so deeply um, would you ever consider that because of his deep love for you, that he's putting you in this space to hear these voices, Elsie and myself, to grow in order to experience him deeper beyond the Sunday services or intermittent Bible reading or messages on YouTube or things on TikTok. You know, have you ever thought that maybe you're here hearing these challenging moments that will allow you to yield a life that you should have? Mm. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. And that is particularly when we yield to him to be the Lord over our lives. Again, being humble and submitting to the fact that I'm not in control of this thing. We allow him to have the final say that gives us the ability to grow through our difficult situations. And keep in mind, you may not be experiencing difficult situations now, but trust and believe Mm. it is only a matter of time. Yes, Right. Whether you're in this Christian thing or outside of this Christian thing. Um, so as I close, you know, I, I really hope this serves as a, a bit of a, a workout in the gym, you know, Elsie, as you talked earlier, you know, the, you had to push through recording yes. the interlude Elsie, yes. as you also know, when we get in the gym together, we push through and it's hard. <laughs> um, you know, we, or you may leave sore. Uh, I do. But, sore. <laughs> and sometimes we, we leave perplexed and sometimes we don't even want to return to the gym, but yeah. for those of us who do. For those of us who do return, for those of us who get back in the fight, baby, the results of wholeness are sweet. And you should be able to experience the results of that wholeness so that you don't continue asking, what's the point? Amen. But, uh, but yeah, friends, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, again, stay engaged, stay locked in with us, and we will see you next Friday. 
And until next time, this is Juxtaposition. <laughs>